0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode number 87 of Trail Tales. My name is Kyle O'Grady. I am a huge hiking nerd, and every single week on this podcast, I chat with other hiking nerds about their experiences on the trail. Two weeks later, I'm back. That's right. I haven't posted an episode in the last two weeks, and the reason is because I was finding and training a new editor for Trail Tales. So, welcome to comics that is her trail name the newest trail tales editor so excited to have her on board she did a great job with this episode as well so that's why there's been a little bit of a delay here but trail tales is back don't you worry it's not going anywhere and this is a great episode too because the man himself syntax 77 is back for i believe his third trail tales episode and In this episode, we just go through our hike of the Devil's Path in the Catskills. We did this hike, I think it was probably about a month ago now. We both have videos on it, so you might have seen one or both of those, but we basically just do a deep dive into all the details of this hike. For those of you that don't know, just real briefly, Devil's Path is a roughly 25-mile trail in the Catskills of New York, and uh, it's pretty notorious for being... You know one of the more dangerous and difficult hikes out there i wouldn't really call it dangerous personally but definitely would call it difficult and you're going to hear all about that in this episode so to syntax 77 sean thank you so much for putting up with me for a day and a half of hiking and of course for talking to me about the hike afterwards on this episode it was really fun and let's do another one soon folks you've had to wait two weeks for this episode to come out so i'm not going to hold you up any longer quick introduction here let me just say youtube kyle hates hiking on youtube if you haven't checked out my youtube channel you need to do that go make me a big famous youtuber like sean syntax 77 um instagram at kyle hates hiking, same name as the youtube channel i've been posting a lot on instagram i like cameras and photography i'm trying to get better at that stuff so i have a lot of fun with it and yeah, Instagram at hiking. go do that. And five-star iTunes reviews. I'm going to end it here, but uh, back in the old days I used to always you know, harp on five-star iTunes reviews and people would usually listen, but I haven't mentioned that in a long time. So if you listen to this show a lot, if you like this episode or any of the other episodes and you want to support me in a way that doesn't cost you anything and only takes about 30 seconds, go leave a five-star iTunes review. And Patreon, I should probably mention that too, I lied. Second to last thing was the iTunes reviews. Patreon is the last thing. Yeah, patreon.com slash trailtales if you want to help help support the show. um, That would be really, really cool. You'll get some stickers. You'll get a, a chance to have a video chat with myself and a bunch of other hiking nerds that are also Patreon supporters. And I've even been posting these little bonus rambling episodes where I basically just turn on my camera for 10 minutes while I'm in the car and I just... Off the cuff, do a quick little episode about some random backpacking topic. So yeah, patreon.com/trailtails. Go check that out. Huge shout out to all my Patreon supporters, new and old. Thank you guys so much. Let's get into the episode everybody. Episode number 87 with Syntax 77. All right, Trail Tales episode number eighty-seven. Sean Crawford, Mr. Syntax seventy-seven, or Sean Tax seventy-seven, as I like to call him. What's up, dude? What is going on? This is Sean's third episode, which is really really cool. But it's been a while. I don't even remember when the last one was. Honestly, it was like
1: it must have been last summer, right? Uh, yeah, I, I think so. I think when I when I was looking at your podcast feed, it said ten months ago, roughly. Oh, geez. Yeah. yeah. So long
0: time ago yeah probably probably about this time last year then and uh well two months from this time last year and uh since then a lot's changed i didn't even have my youtube channel back then um and also the main theme for this episode is the fact that we went and did a hike together we hiked the devil's path and the cat skills i almost said through hiked but i feel like it's not <sighs> quite long enough to be considered a thru hike, but then again, I don't know what the cutoff is. That's that's a whole that's a whole another. <laughs> I could probably make a, a whole episode just on that bizarre question of what is a through hike. But um, yeah, we did the uh, the Devil's Path, which is very difficult. Um, why don't you go ahead, Sean, and first of all, introduce yourself, and then maybe just say a little bit about what the Devil's Path is.
1: Yeah. So I'm Sean. Um, I got a YouTube channel called Syntax77. S I N T A X. Seven, on YouTube. I've uh, been at it for, geez, close to 10 years long now. Long
0: time. long. You're yeah. one of the
1: OGs, dude. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Triple OG. Um, and yeah, I pretty much just, well, at this point, I don't have to explain that too much to people, but I, I, <laughs> I talk to a camera in the woods and film my hikes. And uh, primarily on the East Coast, sometimes out West. Yeah, that's about it. That's what I do. And Devil's Path. And Devil's Path. Uh, aptly named. I think. Yes, I agree. In conclusion. Um, was a little, I wouldn't call it skeptical, but I was wondering because the Catskills, uh, I, I've had limited, uh, I've been there a couple times and they've always seemed compared to like Adirondacks or the whites to be kind of like a more chill little brother. Um, but this trail was an outlier. Yes, it was. I was like,
0: again, I, I kind of agree with you there. I was a little bit skeptical. I, I knew it wouldn't be easy, but right. I thought, oh, you know, like again, I'm pretty much paraphrasing exactly what you just said there, like hiked a lot in the Whites and the Adirondacks and stuff. Like, how bad can it be? <laughs> and I was kind of thinking that for most or not most of the probably the first half of the day, but anyway, and then mm-hmm. it changed. But, anyways, we'll kind of get into that. I guess just real quick for those that don't know, um, yeah, this trail is in the Catskills. As we just said, it's like. 24 to 25 miles long depending on which map and or gps track you look at right yeah that's right it's like just just under 25
1: right yeah when we were there actually you pointed out that they have a trail sign at the west end that says 24.6 that's right that could be just another number but i'll take their word for it
0: yeah so we'll call (laughs) it like 24 25 miles um but the kicker is the elevation gain and loss do you remember those numbers off the top of your head
1: Yes, I do, and it's another thing um, where it kind of varies. I've looked at Google Earth and Caltapo and a few different things, so it's anywhere from eight to nine thousand feet of elevation. Uh, Damn, we just did it, lost. and
0: that still sounds—that <laughs> still sounds crazy.
1: Yeah, so so we'll call it eighty-five hundred, and uh, it seemed to be no. Either way, it was eighty-five hundred feet, and about three or four hundred. Even more feet of descent because you are going end to end. It's a shuttle hike. So you yes. actually end up dropping more than you gain.
0: Yes. And that's something I probably should have mentioned too. This is not a loop hike. Like Sean just said, this is like a point to point hike. So um, fortunately, the trailheads aren't super far apart because again, 25 miles isn't a super, super long hike. But um, so you either have to do a shuttle or you have to do a car drop. And I don't really know anything about the shuttles here besides the fact that while we were waiting for Sean in the morning to come pick us up at the western trailhead so the trailhead we finished at um some group of hikers showed up in a taxi and like dropped their car off and then the taxi took them away to shuttle them back to the beginning so there's okay. there's definitely something out there um but I didn't actually research it so you're going to have to do that do that yourself um but like I said we did the the car spot thing it was it wasn't too bad it was only what like maybe 35 minutes
1: between the trailheads yeah, a little over half an hour. Um, so not not terrible. There's just enough time to convince ourselves that we we're going to have to get moving soon.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, actually, not a bad uh, trail for a car spot at all. Because at all, because a few weeks ago, I did the Monadnock to Sunapee Greenway Trail, and mm-hmm. I was hiking with my friend Taylor, and we had to do the same thing, do a car spot. Except those trail or those trailheads were probably like at least an hour if not more apart which on the way there like in the at the beginning of the trip that wasn't too bad but at the end of the trip it it was not i mean it was fine but just not the most convenient thing you know Mm -hmm. and so our car spot honestly i feel like it was it was perfect because unlike the Monadnock sun greenway trail the devil's path is a is a east west trail kind of like we alluded to a second ago so for me Uh, Actually, for pretty much everybody, I feel like unless you're coming from like Buffalo, New York, maybe, um, or like, you know, Western New York, you're pretty much you're probably going to be heading either up or down Interstate 87. And so if you if you drop the car at the West End, you know, drive back to the East End, hike to the West End, you're pretty much you're not really like going that out of your way to go back East to get over to the interstate, you know?
1: No, it was pretty convenient in that regard.
0: Definitely. Um, So that's what we did. And let's see. Feel free to interject whenever, Sean. Sometimes when I do these uh like recapping of a trip uh episodes, I just go go go. So, I'm just trying to think here the very start. Yeah, we did the car swap. Um probably got going what like 8:30 something like that.
1: Um yeah, I think it was 8:30 um definitely by 9. Um um that we were getting going cuz I think that first day was it was like 13 hours or something no i'm sorry uh, that's the opposite math but yeah we started <laughs> at 9 and it took us until 7ish yeah yeah so um yeah that sounds about right
0: yep that makes sense and this trail is a little bit deceiving cuz we talk it about is. how difficult it is and stuff um or we were just talking about all the elevation gain um oh by the way speaking of the elevation gain uh, sure. can you can you repeat what you said to me towards the beginning of the hike um, comparing it to the elevation gain of like a PEMI loop.
1: Oh yeah. And I actually just looked that up again to make sure I wasn't, um, too far off on that. Um, it's similar elevation gain to a PEMI loop, which I think is pretty popular, at least for East coasters. So maybe that'll give people out there like, a, yeah, a, a yeah. Reference. um, a PEMI is, uh, again, it can vary what you're looking at, but usually you see about 9,000 feet of elevation gain. Um, for that, and that's over the course of like 32, 32.5 miles, something like that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so it's actually, and, and most people seem to do that over the course of three days. So it's kind of like a accelerated, it's the same amount of elevation gain, but it's jammed into those 24 miles, and in our case, two days and one night. Yeah. Um, so, and it felt like that.
0: Yeah, that's that's a good reference. I think because there's a lot of people that listen to this that have either done the Pemmy Loop or are familiar with the Pemmy Loop. Oh man, I'm having a hard time speaking today. It's going to be one of those episodes. Uh, oh, sorry. So, oh, that's just how it goes sometimes. But yeah, that's um, the Pemmy is a good a good reference. So, anyways, um, like I was saying, the the beginning of this trail, and I mean literally like the first mile, mile and a half, something like that, is kind of deceiving because. You're like kind of hyped up for this, you know. We we weren't um, over anticipating the difficulty, if anything, maybe a little bit under, but we knew it was going to be tough. Yeah. Um, but the first mile and a half, if I recall, something like that, is like pretty flat. Like it's not that difficult, so at least you get like a little bit of a warm up, I guess. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I'm looking at I'm looking at the po- uh. See, I can't talk either. <laughs> I just said elevation pro- uh, profile. <laughs> I'm looking at the profile right now, and that first mile and like almost three quarters is practically flat i mean it's not changing at all yep and then it and then it jumps up and gets you up top there um and that's the other crazy thing about this that's deceiving as well um not only is it about the same elevation gain and loss as a pemi but in less miles um but even that's a little deceiving because it's basically like Five or six major drops that all occur within like one to one mile to a mile and a half, where they just jam all the elevation gain and and lost. That's true. So I was trying to think of it in my head because I was like, man, that really uh, kicked my ass. And like, what was the difference there? And I kind of view it as most of the harder hikes I do, I view like um, backpacking would be like a marathon and the devil's path felt more like high intensity training course where mm-hmm. it's just, it would be chill for a while and then just a quick burst of pure misery. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then it would go back to, you know, like regular quote unquote hiking for a bit. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Pretty, pretty interesting in that regard. Um, yeah. Cause it seems to be, it's just a big, from what I was re- reading geologically, it's like a big, originally it was a, just a giant plateau. And then there's these like, six or so notches just v-shaped notches that are perfectly kind of carved right through it so you'll go down 1200 feet and then immediately go right back up 1200 feet and then you'll be chill for a little bit
0: yeah exactly exactly and um another thing that's kind of tricky about i guess we'll just say the first eight miles you Mm. probably know where i'm going with this sean is water and again like i feel like i said this in my video um west coasters are like eight miles without water like no big deal but for east coast uh, especially when you're going up and down like really strenuous steep shit Mm -hmm. uh eight miles with no water i think it was roughly eight miles is uh not it's not great it's 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 not like i said it's not normal and you you definitely want to be prepared for that if you're going to do this hike um don't just go out with your usual like one liter or less of water like I do sometimes in a lot of places on the East Coast where I know there's going to be a lot of water and uh, expect to be able to fill up because you're going to be hauling ass up some pretty steep shit and there's not much water. So you have to basically start with, you know, I I, I did two liters. That's usually about the max I'll do. Um, And I drank pretty much all of it by the time we got to that first water source.
1: Uh, Yeah, I did the same thing and and we weren't we were luckily hiking in like 70 degree weather and i'm pretty bad with hydrating mm-hmm. and i i ran out pretty shortly before we got there if it was any hotter i think i i should have carried more
0: yeah honestly um, me too i'm i'm also pretty bad with hydration so uh <laughs> that was that was definitely pretty telling the fact that i it's extremely rare that i'll finish my water before i get to a water source so yeah that was a that was kind of like a. I I don't know if I really anticipated this that much going into the hike. Like I knew to have two liters, but I didn't mm-hmm. like really actually think about it. Like oh, eight miles and three climbs basically, uh, on just one water carry was a
1: lot for for East Coast standards. Uh yeah, and I was even thinking what because I read a lot about that eight miles as well. But I was like, well, I mean, it's probably one of those things. We'll we'll probably see some uh, undocumented little trickle somewhere. Yeah, but yes. it was bone dry. um yeah
0: yeah i was i was thinking the same thing but we made it work um i just got the genius idea of pulling up the cal thing which i probably should have done from the start here um so i would say i don't know about you sean but for the Mm -hmm. first like say six miles so to the top of that um sugar loaf mountain which I don't remember too much from up there. I'll have to go back and look at the footage. I haven't had a chance yet. But um, I remember feeling pretty good until then, and then it was Mm -hmm. the climb down into Mink Hollow, which is where that first water source is. That's when I really started to feel, I was like, oh,
1: shit, okay, Devil's Path is starting to catch up to me. Uh, Yeah, that was beating me up. And, yeah, something else I guess we should point out is um, there are some, and I have seen some exaggerations of this being like, super duper dangerous like um but there's some technical spots on here where oh yeah um you could you could hurt yourself for sure i wouldn't call it it's not like exposure like you're going to fall a thousand feet um
0: but if you lose your footing yeah you could definitely go for a pretty bad tumble
1: like some straight some you know like straight down slightly scrambly kind of stuff using roots and all that yep um so yeah the down climbs on this were were definitely getting me um i was pretty beat when we got to that first water source yeah I was hurting.
0: I looking back on it, I want to say, and maybe it was just maybe it just stuck out to me the most for some reason. But that descent from Sugarloaf Mountain down to Mink Hollow, I think that was the most technical section of the whole trail. I don't know. What do you think about that?
1: Yeah, I think that's when I like because we were. Um really hyping ourselves up. Our goal was get to Mink Hollow, get water. And eat lunch. lunch. <laughs> and originally <laughs> we were like, we'll be there by 12, no problem. And then I, we pushed that target a couple of times. Yeah, we did. Um, and I can usually truck it. And um, if anything, I have to remind myself to eat. But I had to stop at one point point. I let you guys go ahead a little bit and just stop on the trail and just eat something. It was literally one of those times where you felt like I didn't have full control of the legs. I was just... <laughs> Really physically exhausted from um, yeah. thinking about every single step and um, where to place it.
0: Yeah. It was like, um, I, I think we were on top of Twin Mountain 3. That's what I'm looking at on Caltapo here. here. Okay. Um, just on that little ridge there. And we had like two and a half or three miles to go until the water source. It was probably around noon or something like that. Mm-hmm. And we were like, okay, you know. We could eat now, but we were like, why don't we just go ahead and push on to the water source? It's only like, you know, two and a half, three miles isn't that bad. Like, normally, Flossie and I at least will cover that in like an hour. You know, we're usually hiking at least three miles an hour. Um, Yeah. And obviously, we knew we had that other climb there, so I figured a little bit slower, but I, I didn't think it would take us as long as it did, and I also don't think we could have done it, or at least I couldn't have done it any faster than we did either, so... Um, I don't. Th- I feel like it wasn't until like 2.30, right, that we ended up actually getting to the water
1: source? I was going to ask. I think so because I remember leaving there at 3, and we, put, we took a not a ridiculous break but a decent one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it was 2.30. I mean, we were definitely doing some mile-per-hour um, sections, and I wouldn't have felt too comfortable pushing it faster than that safety-wise. If It was like an emergency or something. But, um, yeah, I would bank on going – slower than you expect on a lot of these sections.
0: Yeah, definitely. And then another thing about that first water source thing that, that kind of sucks is the fact that it's like a decent ways off the trail. It's probably, in my estimate, at least 0.3 off the trail, slightly downhill, not steep downhill, but but downhill nonetheless, so that kind of yeah, sucks. Yeah,
1: little a little kick in the nuts there. Um, although, pro tip for people out there, we went there because we were just really wanted a legit break um and a nice some nice scenery and just to chill out and eat lunch um but if you're purely looking for water most of the time it seems to be flowing if you just get to Mancalo and then continue going uphill. There was that spring there. Yeah, that, that was only about. like another half mile up, maybe if that. Yeah, but psychologically, I was like, no more uphill. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just yeah, exactly. Go eat and drink the water.
0: Exactly. There's also a um, a shelter a little bit off the trail at Mancalo. We we didn't go to it because it was in the other direction. But um, that could be like a if you're if you're a uh, I don't want to say a slower hiker. Um, but if you hike this a little bit. Uh, yeah slower than we did I guess Um, yeah. that I would say that's a pretty good option For like your first night Because those first 8 miles Might not sound like a lot But it's it's a killer 8 miles for sure um, And then there's a, a shelter there And a reliable water source um, Also if you go to this water source At Mink Hollow You take the side trail You probably go down about 0.2 um, and you come to what looks like a completely dry creek bed. And when I saw that, I was like, oh, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, the first water source is – and it was completely dry. Um, yeah. Thankfully, if you look up and just go a little bit further down, there's actually a sign that says spring. And it takes you kind of on a side trail off the side trail. Um, and yeah, that thing
1: was flowing good.
0: And that – yeah. And it was a much smaller creek bed than the dry one, which is why it didn't really make sense to me. But that was – had, that had plenty of water. So, And it sounds like that's a pretty reliable one. So – yeah. Um, don't be deceived. But I would say, unless you're planning on, on, honestly, in hindsight, I would say probably just go to the next one. Although we were pretty freaking exhausted. Like like you said, yeah. the idea of going uphill even for just a half mile um, while we needed lunch that bad uh, probably wasn't in the cards, let's be honest.
1: Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Definitely not. So then... Plateau Mountain. So,
1: oh, my favorite. This was being sarcastic.
0: This was probably okay. Well, well, the climb up was tough. Honestly, I don't even really remember the climb up that much. I just remember being like, okay, I think
1: we were feeling pretty good after lunch because I'm looking at it. It says 1,240 feet and under a mile, but yeah, I think we were just charged up. Yeah,
0: I guess so. I guess so. Before this hike, uh, I, I should probably mention, um, Flossie came on this hike, by the way. Uh, he is not here right now. He's traveling for work, so no chance of him popping in. But he was on this hike, too. And I remember while we were talking before, um, because I hadn't yet started playing with this CalTopo GPS software stuff, um, I hadn't looked at an elevation profile. And I kind of just assumed, and for the most part, I was right, but I wasn't completely right, that this trail was just up, down, up, down without any flat stretches at all. and. Mm-hmm. Um, For the most part, like I said, that is true, but there is like a nice flat stretch on top of this aptly named Plateau Mountain, and uh, so after Mankala, we started climbing up this thing, and it's tough. It's a big climb, like Mm -hmm. most of the climbs on this hike, but once we got to the top, we were feeling good, like you said, because we had just had lunch and rested a little bit, and uh, I was kind of half expecting the alleged flat spot because i I think that's what we said in the in the when we were filming and stuff is like allegedly it's going to be flat or whatever Uh, oh yeah i wasn't
1: trusting yeah
0: (laughs) i wasn't either but it actually was it was pretty flat for like two miles after you like once you get up the steep climb after that it was it was pretty flat for two miles and pretty smooth trail as well
1: yeah because a lot of it is pure rock but um yeah that was a nice break um that really psychologically was nice, just to actually zone out and not worry about falling on my face yep. with every step. Um, yeah, and, and at the end, before it did finally drop off, it, it would be a dry site, but um, oh it yeah, like some cool camping.
0: Yes, what was that? Great view. What was that spot called? I'm trying to. Um, well, obviously plateau mountain, but I feel like didn't that spot in particular have like an actual name? I don't, I don't have it on.
1: It might, if it did, I forget. But it's basically if you start going down again, then you missed it. it you missed it's right, it. <laughs> it's right by the major view off a of plateau, which is yes. a pretty nice view too. Yes.
0: Um. I full disclosure, we didn't look around close enough to see if there was any, um, no camping markers. Right. Which actually, that's a little side tangent we should probably go into. Just the. If you're used to hiking in the Adirondacks already, or the Catskills obviously, um, then you already know this, but the way the um, New York State DEC, Department of Environmental Conservation I believe, does uh, camping regulations is sometimes they'll have like a yellow disc nailed to the tree with a little tent on it, and that means like designated campsite camp here. On this trail, I didn't see any of those, but we did see plenty of those same discs with a line through it, as in, like, don't camp here, like, illegal to camp here. Um, So you do have to be careful, um, you know, looking out for those because there was a number of spots, various spots on this trail that looked like good camping spots but had the stupid, uh, you know, do not camp here mark or whatever. So definitely got to be mindful of that.
1: You know what I just noticed, too, before I lead anybody astray because I'm looking at the same map you are, um, that plateau section is actually at, like – 3,600 plus Mm. feet. So it would have been... I guess we should mention that too, but over 3,500 feet, um, you definitely can't um, have fire store camping. So Plateau Mountain's out.
0: Bummer. All right. (laughs) Because it looked like like a sick spot for sure, but uh, disregard that, I guess. But still a nice view, still a nice place to stop for sure. Yeah, Um, definitely. That flat section for me came at like the perfect time. Like, I don't know, after lunch... (laughs) uh again I don't remember the climb being that bad but I do remember not feeling super great I th- I think what it was is the lack of sleep that's that's what it was uh
1: yeah you guys did a little adventure the night before while I was living it up in my Howard Johnson's hotel room
0: yeah we uh flossie and I didn't get very much sleep the uh Friday night the night before we started the hike because so we had a, a long drive because it's like a four four plus hours drive uh from Burlington to get down there and so we both ended up having to work a little bit late too and so we kind of didn't get into our campsite until like midnight just just before just before midnight but um anyways yeah we didn't sleep much and i think it really kind of caught up to me then but thankfully once we got on that flat stretch i started just like blabbing running my mouth about a bunch of shit just talking it up probably boring the hell out of you guys and then um something about that just woke me up a little bit. I was still tired, but I I I felt better by the end of that flat stretch than I did uh you know at the very beginning when we first got up to it. So that flat stretch was a that was probably the the <laughs> the high point of the day for me honestly, um other than getting to camp or whatever. So um Yeah, yeah that was pretty cool. Definitely soak that in. Like when you get to that, I mean, I don't even need to say it, but yeah, you're going to you're going to enjoy that for sure. Um
1: and then no i was just gonna say real quick that i'm I, i'm sure you don't feel this way and i feel bad you didn't get enough sleep but it was a blessing for me because it's, i think the only way that i was able to keep up with two legit through hikers <laughs> that i could tell or you were still smoking me but um i guess maybe you were hindered by the sleep and it actually allowed me to stay kind of close <laughs> to you
0: <laughs> dude i wouldn't have i don't think i would have wanted to do that any faster in fact if 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 I had done it any faster than we did, I think it would have been, uh, you know, just putting me at a greater risk for getting hurt or something like that. Yeah. So yeah. um, I will say, I mean, we probably could have done it a little bit faster, especially Flossie likes to kind of rip it sometimes. But um, a thing that I wanted to do going into this hike and would have done regardless of whether or not we were hiking with anybody else was just take it slower because yeah. – um. I don't want to get injured and cuz we've got a, a pretty big hike coming up in a few weeks here. And so I wouldn't have wanted to do it any faster. Uh I don't think I could have anyways. So um that brings us to the the climb down. And you might mm. think, you know, we've been talking mostly about climbs up so far and all the elevation gain, but this climb down from the top Ooh. of from the western end of Plateau Mountain down to what is that? Stony Stony Cloves, or, Stony or Clove. Devil's,
1: Doom, uh, to Devil's Tombstone? Cape it's
0: Crown? New York twenty six, I want to say. The,
1: oh, the road. Yeah. Or, that's, no, no,
0: no. I lied. I lied. New York two fourteen, according to this map I'm looking at here. So basically, yeah. you just go from the the western end of this mountain, this flat mountain, very steep down <laughs> to the road. That was the, the worst one, I think. Um, yeah. Can you talk about that a little bit? Because I kind of agree. Like, uh, it was it was literally like you're at the viewpoint, you're at the cliff. It's been flat for the last two miles, and then. Immediately after you just drop and it just doesn't stop till you get to the road, basically,
1: yeah, you drop uh, for sure really fast, I think it's like sixteen hundred feet and like a little over a mile, something ridiculous, yeah, and the other thing is too they really switch up the hazards on this like because the other ones were more like, all right, hold on to this route and mm-hmm. you know down climb and don't slip and fall, but this was like loose. Scree, really small marble-sized yeah. rocks and dirt, and super steep pitch. Um, so it's like you're on the you're on your heels, just hoping it doesn't break loose for like a mile. <laughs> yep, um,
0: that's exactly what I remember from it.
1: And and you know, it's towards the end of the hiking day, so I was already getting tired and um probably not paying enough attention anyway. But this definitely woke me up. Um, that was that was pretty crazy. It was very strange. It was funny. I one of the most uh, times that I sweat, sweated the most was going down this, and it was just, yes, <laughs> just from the exertion of um, trying to not um, lose my footing.
0: Yes, I agree. I was sweating a lot going down this too, and you know that's like pretty rare. I feel like you know, and, and we were going at a good clip too. Um, Flossie was setting the pace there, I think, and and oh, yeah. we were kind of ripping down it, but uh, that was tough. And I also agree about the the change in um. I don't know what you want to call it, like the the rocks and stuff we were hiking on. It's so like you mm-hmm. said, yeah, I'm pretty much repeating what you just said there. But before, yeah, it was pretty technical. And this this isn't technical, this descent here. It's not technical. It's just, yeah. you know, you're not going down any roots. You're not...
1: If you anything, know, I wanted some roots to hold on to. I mean,
0: honestly, it <laughs> probably would have been a little bit uh, more dangerous, but probably a little bit easier, honestly, because it was yeah. just a lot of loose, tiny little rocks. Reminded me a lot of... Pennsylvania on the AT except uh, Way steeper than any section of Pennsylvania um, yeah. And yeah it was tough my feet Were hurting pretty pretty badly By the time we got to the bottom of that notch But um, thankfully once you Finally get down to the road in Whatever that it feels like more than A mile or mile and a half whatever it is But it, it took yeah. a while Um, Once you get down to the road I think something we should mention Sean is Just about the uh, devil's tombstone Campground because that could be another Pretty good yeah. option for people that plan better than we did um, as far as camping for the
1: first night. Yeah, I mean, in our case, it wasn't an option. Um, but there's a state campground there, and I've, you you can make reservations in advance. I've even read of people that um, reserve. I think it's a two night minimum, but people go ahead and pay for it, and uh, they'll they'll set stuff up there in advance, then go down to the eastern end and hike over to this. Oh yeah. Boom, you got you got camp right there. Maybe you got a yeti with some uh, beverages in it and you're <laughs> and you're feeling a, a, a probably a little different than us just staring at the next climb.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I if you if you have the time to plan this out um pretty far in advance, I would definitely look into that as an option. Even if you don't, you know, actually I don't know, leave a car there and stuff, you, you could you could easily I think it's it's a little bit off the trail. I don't know exactly how far. Maybe roughly half mile, but not not too far. Mm-mm. And um that'd be a nice spot to camp because it's just about halfway um for the entire trail. Maybe just a tad bit further than halfway. Um so I, I think it is a, a pretty good spot to stop uh halfway yeah. through the or halfway through the hike if uh, if you can't do that last climb, but we didn't have a choice because it was already completely booked by the time we were planning this hike. So
1: yeah, I was going to say for a two day hike, there's really no reason to push on like we did other than the fact that logistically, we just were not allowed to camp anywhere um, until the next spot. Yep. Um, but they do have a spigot with water. So you got that going for you. Yes.
0: And that spigot is right on the trail too. There's like a little like picnic area where you can't camp But yeah, there's a spigot there and some charcoal stove, So if you hauled any charcoal over that nonsense, you could cook <laughs> yeah. up some fucking dogs or whatever. But uh, it's a nice little spot. Yeah. Um, and then after that, so at this point, it was probably like five o'clock. Yeah. And we only had, I'm looking here, maybe say two and a half miles to go until our planned campsite. Mm-hmm. But we had a big old climb in front of us. And <laughs> at this yes, point, we'd yes. already done, I'm just going to count here, one- two three big climbs for if you count one of the little ones right and so yeah we were freaking tired and uh it was five o'clock isn't super late but usually flossie and i get to camp between like five and six so it was it felt like for me at least the day should have been done by then but yeah. it just yeah, it, me too. It, it wasn't so we're sitting there um <laughs> you know we took a break ate a protein bar or whatever and i i feel like i'm pretty good at at doing this at times but it was one of those situations where i was like oh man like i don't want to do this but i know i have to so i'm just gonna like get fired up and just like try to smile and grunt my way through it and i feel like that's basically
1: yeah we're (laughs) all trying to like mentally digest or uh, what what was coming and for me personally just avoid daydreaming about camping in that area because it really felt like it was time for
0: that (laughs) yeah exactly like it definitely felt like we should have been camping but we couldn't. Like I think couldn't. we I think we literally would have if we could have, but uh yeah. and at the end of the day I'm I'm glad we did it. That was a tough climb. I mm. think that was the most I've pushed myself uh this entire summer at least. Um in a long time. Uh that would that was a that was a very tough,
1: very steep climb. Yeah, super steep. Um I was telling you on the trip, um it was definitely a time I like my share of solo trips, but I was glad that um, I had you guys there just to kind of push me along mm-hmm. a little more because I would have been convincing myself to take a lot more breaks and God knows when I would have gotten to camp that night.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm glad too because uh, I was pretty much just like bitching and moaning the entire <laughs> the entire way up. Uh, but we made it. And then another nice thing about this climb is that once you get to, it, it's not um not sorry not not a nice thing about the climb, but about the 2.3 stretch from the road up to our campsite um the nice thing is that it's not all uphill i'd say the right. the last like half mile maybe like 0 point six point7 does mm-hmm. flatten out so you've been yeah. climbing for most of the day like you just went up this last like really steep climb at the very end of the day but you do get like a nice little stretch to unwind before you get to the shelter there so that was that was nice for sure
1: no, that felt pretty good. That was like a mini version of the plateau mountain we did before. It felt pretty nice just to walk normal and wind down before we finally got to the water source. Yep. See,
0: so I guess that kind of brings us to the actual campsite itself. Yeah. Um, so for everybody listening, you're gonna see the Devil's Acre lean to. Um, that was like the general area we were shooting for. However, we had read, or at least I, th- I think it, i think we had read online that it's a pretty popular lean-to. It was a Saturday night, and Sean's a big, famous YouTuber, so like he can't be seen with <laughs> no, you know never. the the regular hikers or anything like that. So, no, no um, <laughs> so like we uh, we we didn't want to camp right at the lean-to, and we were right; it was completely full was, when we got there. It was there.
1: jumping pretty good, and a lot of tents. Uh, not necessarily legally, but there was a lot of activity around there.
0: Yeah. So that's the thing. You're not supposed to camp, um, in the immediate vicinity Vincent, of, of the, uh, of the lean to there. Um, we had read that beforehand. However, there was a lot of, there was at least like four or five tents, I think, that I saw, um, oh, yeah. that were set up around the lean to. And then the lean to was completely full as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm not going to tell you to camp illegally, but, uh, I will say that these people were not very concerned with that. However, we follow the rules. We knew that's right. We weren't going to camp right at the lean-to, and uh, we did our research. And it turns out there is, a, a, I think, a few spots. Um, yeah, because who was it? You? I think it was you that had found um a couple more spots uh, in the morning. The morning.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There, yeah. But um, There's definitely options.
0: Yeah. Why don't you just go ahead and explain what that about the little spur trail there, and how people can find those little campsites?
1: Yeah, so you hit the um, the shelter, which you can't miss. I mean, it is right on the trail.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, not too much further up, there's a spring. That, yes,
0: that's important too.
1: From what we've read, is pretty reliable, and it looked like it was it was pumping. It's basically a pool of water, but it was pumping well enough for us to get everything we needed. Um, and then there's going to be a herd path. That's very. It's not an official, I guess, New York trail, but it's very well worn to Southwest Hunter, which I think is also called Levitt Peak. Um, that's not that much further after the water source and it'll be on the left side and from what we read it was within tenth of a mile or so you'll start to see some camping which I would say that's accurate probably a tenth of a mile down the herd path Um, one thing speaking of being legal if you want to stick to being nice and legal um, like we were on the left-hand side of the trail it is above 3,500 feet on the right-hand side of the trail, and I did double-check this with maps and GPS, it is just under, and Ooh. it's got <laughs> a nice flat shelf there. Um, so start looking on your right, and there'll be some nice campsites there. And then, um, like you said a minute ago, I, I actually took a walk around the next morning, and it turns out even after that first herd path, there's a parallel um Herd path with even more campsites on it So if you don't want to be in Party Central Down at Devil's Acres There's definitely some options down here
0: Yes, definitely And and it's perfect too Because the spring is just after the shelter And the campsites are just after the spring So if you're going, again, westbound Yeah, you can I mean Thank God this all worked out so well Honestly, because we were so tired But Uh, uh, I I would say, like, that couldn't have gone the, The very end of the day couldn't have gotten any better with, um, us being able to find the water, um, seeing how full the lean-to in the immediate area around it was and being like, well, shit, we don't really want to camp here. And then finding those campsites right where they were supposed to be, um, yeah. not very far up from the shelter, uh, and having nobody else be there. So that was, a uh, definitely, I would, I, this is like a, a little, a little hidden gem. You're, this, the herd path is pretty well marked, but it doesn't say like, uh. It doesn't have any signs. It's just a path yeah. and a, a cairn, and so um, if you know it's there, you can definitely find these sites. And I would, I would recommend that a hundred percent, especially if you're if you're on a weekend where uh, yeah. the,
1: the lean to might have some people in it. So
0: that was that was sweet. It was a sick campsite
1: for sure. Oh yeah, nice little mossy area, real real nice.
0: Yep. Um, and then yeah, that was the end of the day. It was pretty late it's by nice. the time we. Uh, Ended up cooking and, and going to bed and stuff. And not 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 that late, but just for hiker standards, it's probably like 10 or 1030, something like that. Yeah. Um, but we did that. And then the next day, so even though we were just like a little bit or it felt like we were a little bit further than halfway, Sunday was significantly easier <laughs> than Saturday.
1: Absolutely.
0: Because I think, Sean, you had alluded to this uh, at the beginning of the or at some point. Um, here but the majority of the Climbing and descending that you do Is in that first part of the Trail like the first half yeah. of the trail so uh, Yeah it was Much easier there is a water source A couple water sources that I Recall Um, I'm not sure how Reliable they will be But they were running for us Um, there's a Couple little streams Probably just a mile or two after You leave that little herd path by the Shelter Yep. Um, so that was and nice. Walk,
1: uh, what's it called? Diamond Notch Falls is down there, which yep. is like yep. a popular day hike spot, but I mean that's
0: Oh, that was sick. That was sick, yeah. And that's about two miles from the shelter. Um yep. so really if you think about it, it's not too bad. You don't really I guess you could backtrack just like the point one or point two whatever it was to get to the spring by the shelter, but um not totally necessary if you do a little bit of planning. And yeah, Diamond Notch Falls, that was a really cool spot. Um, You yes. could definitely swim there if you have the time and or the weather. I uh, would definitely recommend that as a swim spot. I didn't see any um, campsites around it, but I also wasn't really paying attention for that
1: either. You know, I wasn't paying attention, but I did read that it's – and I didn't notice them, but I've read that it's covered in no camping signs. Oh, um, really? Of course it is. Of course yeah, it is. I think because it's just super I, – I don't think the road's – I think it's 0.7 miles from a parking lot somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, So it's pretty popular, but it's a beautiful – place to stop in
0: definitely and that's another thing to note about this trail um there are a lot of bailout points which is a good thing Mm -hmm. so if you bite off a little bit more than you can chew or if you end up hiking when the weather is extremely hot and have to like bail which probably would have happened to me um (laughs) if it had been really hot thank god it wasn't like (laughs) actually thank god it wasn't um there are a lot of side trails um probably one every couple of miles i would Mm -hmm. say um, that you can yeah, that you can bail off on. So that that's a good thing. And th- yeah, there was that little side trail that led up to the the notch here. And then after that, we went up the the uh, West Kill. Yeah, yeah, the the West Kill um peak. Sean, you marked a cave campsite on here.
1: Yeah, uh, you know what? I don't I've remember that. It, did you? <laughs> no, I didn't. And you know what's funny? I found an actual scan of a paper map that had uh, had it. Oh, really? Cave listed on it too. Bomber. I don't remember I, that. I forgot to look for it. I, I don't remember that
0: at it. all. Yeah. Interesting, yeah. but I guess there's a cave campsite on the way up this climb. So west camp hunt
1: for somebody out there.
0: Keep a keep an eye out for that, I guess. Um and then after you get to this well there okay, there's the the eastern summit and then there's the western summit, but for the most part it, it was a little bit steep coming out from the uh from the the falls there, but at this point, it's not worse than anything you've already seen, and there's also like a nice little like long switchback in the center of the steep part of the climb to kind of like less rest your legs for a second so um yeah. for devil's path standards, not a bad climb at all,
1: yeah, western half definitely less devilish um less aggressive uh the the elevation climbs seem to be drawn out over more mileage, yes, yes. water too, yes, um, yeah,
0: and there's way more water for sure. And then I feel like once you get to the top of Westkill, like you still have a few miles to go. You still got, what, about six miles to go, but it's not that bad. Like there was that one tiny little uphill that we just didn't anticipate. I think it was St. Anne's Peak.
1: Oh, that's what that was. I didn't even look or remember that St. Anne's, but that must have been what that was. Yeah, that, that and was it like was like, out,
0: right? it, it. yeah, it wasn't bad. It was only like freaking... Point two or point three uphill. It did kind of come out of nowhere because I thought that we just had downhill from there, but I just wasn't paying close enough attention to the no, map. I
1: think I just got done blabbing to my camera saying like it's all downhill from here on out, and then I was like, <laughs> I heard a be nope. like, "Damn it!" And I look up and he's got you know another one of those lovely Devil's Path cliff faces. Right, in front of him.
0: but don't be discouraged. It's not bad. No, it, it wasn't no. bad at
1: all. It ended quickly.
0: It did end quickly, and then um. After that, it's literally all downhill from there. I mean, at that point, you've probably yeah. got like what three or four miles left, so it's yeah. not too bad. Um no, and
1: it was a less technical downhill, if I remember. Oh, correctly. way less technical. Actually, I quite mean, still pretty decent, but not as bad as the other ones. I don't
0: think. No, it wasn't. It, it wasn't. If it, not as much scree, not as much or any like a uh, technical roots and rocks, rock mm-hmm. scrambles shit like that. So it wasn't bad and then that is kind of nice like at least uh at least the devil lets you down gently here um for yeah. the last few miles and uh you just is actually quite like I, I actually really liked that last couple miles like you're in this nice um this nice like open forest with like a bunch of ferns and just like uh it reminded me uh, of a few sections of the uh, long trail honestly it was it was super beautiful um and then you make it down to the parking lot and you're done so uh yeah, I guess that's that's kind of the end of that. I will say actually uh the west end, so the the parking lot that most people finish at, you know, that's what we did. Um there's not it's not a big lot at all, so parking might oh, be man. a bit of an issue there. We had to park on the uh kind of like pulled off the road a little bit, not in like the actual lot itself. And it was fine. Um there was a lot more cars pulled off uh when we finished, so I don't think they're going around towing people and stuff, but uh
1: just you know, be aware you know what, of that. The- did you see the um, the cop car passing out tickets like candy on on the way home from the trailhead? Not too far down the road. No, no. Oh man, he must have showed up right after you. I, I'm sure you saw on the way out. I don't know what those other day hiking trails were, but they had you know like overflow with people parked outside of the actual parking. Wait, area. is this the west or the east parking lot? Um, this is after we. Oh man, I'm totally tripping out. You weren't there. This is when I. Um, yeah no yeah this is when you drop me off of my jeep so this okay, was back so, the east so back sorry. at the start yeah yeah I'm losing my marbles over no, here no you're
0: good you're good
1: but um yeah I guess they uh they take the revenue from uh, ticketing for not parking in the actual lots pretty seriously they're having a good time oh so <laughs> so the pro and that's my second pro tip is um if you you might not get away with um, road parking uh, over there
0: fortunately the east lot is a lot bigger than the west lot I mean we showed up again it's probably like nine yeah, it's huge
1: compared to yeah. on a
0: saturday and there you know it was probably like two-thirds full but there's still plenty of parking space so yeah if you just uh i feel like most of the time people that are super serious about this stuff you know because we're just so super serious but oh, so serious, this, serious. the quote serious hikers if i can say that without sounding like a complete dick <laughs> um <laughs> usually get to the trailhead pretty early i feel like it's mostly going to be like the last minute day hikers that show up that might get there with to a full parking lot um yeah but i digress uh yeah and that was that was the end of devil's path here um I'm trying to think if there's anything else important anything at all about this trail uh that
1: people should know sean um i mean i think we kind of nailed it i mean i would say well your listeners are probably a more experienced breed. But if they have a friend who's new to backpacking and they're thinking about doing this, it might not be the best.
0: Yeah, or at least maybe just do half of it instead or something like that. do half
1: or at least stretch it three days.
0: It is, and... People listening that know about this trailer are probably like, like no shit. Like it's devil's pilot. Like it's supposed to be really hard. <laughs> but, but again, like but we kind of, like I
1: was a little skeptical. <laughs> we
0: were skeptical.
1: Yeah. I was, I and was skeptical I too. Less experience, I think, you know, if, if I had done that, it's like my second trip ever. I think I, I, I might've been a little dejected.
0: Yes, me too. In fact, I don't think I would have fucking done it at all. I like would have, I would have bailed. I would have bailed. On on that, that in fact, <laughs> in fact, there were those couple, those, those two guys that showed up in the taxi, uh, while we were waiting for you. Um, yeah. Their truck was not there when we finished And we passed them very early on On Saturday and never saw them again And so yeah. I don't Maybe they crushed it yeah, Kind of doubt
1: they it right <laughs> bias, so Who knows? Could but be
0: kind of doubt it based know. on You know I'm not Again I'm not trying to be a, like a douche or anything But they just didn't look like super experienced hikers Or like they were in the best of shape So kind of think they probably bailed early On one of those many side trails Which are there thank god yeah. Um, so, yeah, I would agree with that 100%. Definitely don't take, like, your friend out on their first backpacking trip on the devil's path because... They'll hate you. They will definitely hate you, and you're probably <laughs> going to hate you, too. Um, <laughs> and let's see. Anything else? Um, yeah, uh, Red markers. Maybe that's... We're getting real into the weeds now, but um, if yeah, you're used to, like... Yeah, if you're used to, like, the Appalachian Trail or, like, the White Mountains, in a lot of places, they just do, like, the paint blazes on the tree on the trees and uh in new york it's the same way in the adirondacks so you know sorry for everybody who knows this already but uh yeah they're instead of the the paint places the dec nails these like little discs these little like metal or plastic whatever discs to the tree that just say like trail marker and there's a couple different colors um sometimes they're yellow sometimes they're blue sometimes they're red maybe green i don't even know but um the devil's path is uh red, obviously, because it's the devil's path. So you're always and gonna there's be no other
1: red ones that I'm aware of in here. So if you're on it... red, you're good.
0: Yeah, I didn't see any other ones as well. I would definitely be careful cool. though with this uh with this trail uh because there are like like I said before, a lot of intersections and side trails and stuff. Actually, yeah. here's here's one more thing before we get into your story, Sean. Um mm-hmm. uh guidebooks, slash map, slash uh route finding or not route finding, um, uh, resources for this trail. That's one thing I always like to, to talk about when I'm, when I'm mentioning like specific trails and stuff. So, um, why don't you talk a little bit about, yeah, what you use to like uh, navigate and plan for this trail and stuff.
1: Yeah. So I did, I've been using CalTopo uh, recently. So I went in there and used that to route out the whole thing. And then I basically went on, like, Reddit and stuff like that and just read a bunch of different trail reports and put together a little map, Um, which I'll I'll actually post this whole bundle of GPS data on my website once the video's out. Um, And there was also a couple articles. I forget I found, like, an EMS article and some other stuff like that. But as far as, like, paper guidebooks, I don't know. Did you see any?
0: Yeah, I don't know about guidebooks, but... Just or, like if you just have a map of the Catskills Trail system, you'll you'll oh, have right. you'll have there's, the trail there.
1: Yeah, there's a specific one. I forget the number off the top of my head, but there is a specific map out there for Catskills that apparently people say is perfect for this. Yeah, uh, it might have been the one on your uh, Venza app. I don't know.
0: Probably. I don't know. I know the AMC also, which doesn't make any sense, but the AMC has a map of this. It might be old now because I, okay. I feel like I bought it a few years ago. But uh, there, there's maps out there, and you can also you can also download yeah the um whatever the map is. I think it might be the Catskills Club or some shit like that. They have their little map, and you can download it on the Avenza app, which is like I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with it. But you can basically just download uh, PDF maps on this app, and it, it will let you uh put your location on it, like your GPS location. So. It's not quite like a hook and that you can't like click on different landmarks and see information. There's no comments and you can't, uh, see exactly how far you are based on the GPS from different landmarks, but it'll still show you where you are on the trail, which is definitely pretty useful. Um, I enjoyed that quite a bit. So I think it was like six or seven bucks. It wasn't too bad. So if you just search, uh, devil's path or just search like cat skills and the eastern cat skills map is what it was on the Avenza app you can find that as well the app is free to download but you have to pay for the map um so yeah i think that's a i think that's probably probably it for resources so let's step away from devil's path a little bit um i think that's probably about as much talking as we can possibly do for like a day and a half hike
1: (laughs) yeah i think we nailed it but if Um, you're planning on going i mean yeah i think we set you up Hopefully for success there.
0: Definitely, definitely. I mean, we got all the way into the color of the markers on the <laughs> yes, tree, so did. I think uh, I don't think there's many details we left out. Mm-hmm. I hope not. Probably yeah. after we end this, I'll be like, oh shit, I forgot to say oh, whatever. I'm sure but uh,
1: we'll fuck something up. It's
0: yeah, fun. that's the way it goes. Anyway, Sean, um, story time.
1: Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. So I was racking my head to come up with something because I did a, uh, you know, a story on the two other previous ones, but I figured. Now, this one, it might be, I hope it's not anticlimactic. There's no injury at the end or um, near-death experience. Well, hopefully not. <laughs> um, but I figured kind of an opposite theme from what we just talked about, which was very, at least for me, I'm, I'm a pretty goal-oriented hiker. Like, you can probably tell from the way I just nerded out talking about that and us pushing through and just doing it. Even though there were some bailout points, we we had a goal and we went for it. But... I guess my story is a little bit more about uh, the opposite of that and how sometimes it's okay, even if you're like me, to um, go with your gut and switch things up. And just because you have a big old plan in place, um, don't get too obsessed. You don't have to stick to that. And it could be dangerous to do so. So on my most, yeah, yeah, I think it was my most recent backpacking trip and trip video prior to this one. I went down to North Carolina to Linville Gorge, and I attempted to um, do something they call down there. It's the Grand Loop. Uh, it's forty miles, and it pretty much is a grand tour of the whole Linville Gorge. Forty miles, and I think a ten thousand feet elevation gain, um, which actually, compared to what we did, I guess doesn't sound as bad, but. When I got down there, everything was going great. I was planning for three days of rain, and that's what I got, but I was expecting that. That's fine. Um, but the, the the challenge down there wasn't so much the elevation gain. It was navigation. Uh, it's a big ne- network of trails for those unofficiated – or um, initiated, I should say. Um, most of them, like 80% of the good ones at least, are all unofficial. And it's Interesting. Uh, yeah it's and there's a huge um, kind of following of people that gps track these things and make maps and trade tips um so tons of these unofficial trails and it is a wilderness area as well so even the official trails they're not allowed to blaze them and they can only do so much maintenance Hmm. so you can imagine the unofficial trails are um pretty rough but in my case i underestimated and I spent what felt like forever just trying. I took a short bit of official trail and then I had to find, um, these really get into it with these unofficial trails Took forever even to find it. And this kind of set the tone for what was coming on this trip because, uh, I finally found it. I could already tell my timing was behind. Um, just really thick trail. It, actually, honestly, a lot of these sections didn't even look like trail. <laughs> there was really no trail. If there was, I wasn't on it, but I I was basically just bushwhacking with the GPS. Right. Um, and immediately I, I see like an abandoned campsite with like trucker tarps. Um, there's like a hammock flapping in the breeze with like a slash in it. It was just a creepy vibe. So maybe that put some thoughts in my head that subconsciously, I don't know. But long story short, um, I'm going way slower than expected because navigation I'm supposed to be doing 15 miles per day for two days and then 10 on the last. And it dawns on me I'm not going to make it where I need to be. So that's fine. I'm like, I'll just camp earlier and I'll make it a longer day tomorrow. So I get – and I need water. I'm out of water. So I get to the top of Hawksbill Mountain. And it's a dry site. But because of all the rain, basically there was puddles of water (laughs) on the mountaintop. So I'm like, I can do this. I'll just – it's not uh, glamorous, and it's probably going to be hard on my filter, but I'm just going to drink a pot of water and get an early start tomorrow and make up some mileage. <laughs> I'm still confident at this point. Um, so I do a windy night up there. I wake up in the morning. It's pouring rain, just pouring rain. So psychologically, that's always fun. Yeah. Um, once again, I'm looking for another. Now, there was an official trail for, up up this summit that I was on, which is good. But again, I had to hop off. Took forever to find it, and it was just not a trail at all. It was called the Ledge Trail, and you. At first, it's pretty easy to tell kind of what's going on because you're following this giant ledge. It's almost like you're in a canyon, but it's only on one side of you. It's huge. It goes like way up there above you. Mm. It's the rain is picking up more and more and more, and this whole Ledge Trail, you're just scrambling boulders the size of the size of like cars. Super slippery, and I'm just like, man, this just Feeling a little dangerous right now then at some point it gets to the point where you just can't go any further on these boulders if 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 you do i don't know it wasn't making sense for me in the rain and my gps said it did start to veer off so anyway next thing i know i am just in the pouring rain in really thick brush and trees and rhododendron i have no idea where i am i probably spent an hour plus just wandering around looking for what should be the trail and it's only like 9.30 in the morning, but I just started getting this feeling that this prob- it just wasn't right. Yeah, <laughs> Things didn't seem right anymore. And again, I'm so goal-oriented, so there's a lot of times where I push through this, but something told me, you know, this isn't great. So I, I gave it like another 20 minutes of searching around. I'm coming up to actual like drop-offs where the trail should be, where it goes straight down. It just can't go any further. It doesn't make sense um So after a lot of deliberation, I was like, I don't think I can, I can push on and spend, you know, because I had a GPS. Yes, I can crash down this mountain and eventually intersect with the other trail, but I, I'm going to be even further behind. And then it really hit me, like, what are you really out here for? Like, is that going to be fun? Yeah, <laughs> you know. And it probably didn't help that I was alone, kind of like we alluded to earlier. There was yeah. nobody else to push me on or to talk to about random crap like we did that. Thank God saved me from thinking about my quads on some of those um, sections Mm -hmm. that we did. For sure. So I just, I finally threw in the towel and said, I'm um, going to turn around and go back the exact same way I did. I was only 11 miles in, but I was like, I'll just take two days to do the same 11 miles. And I was pretty bummed out about it. I figured it would make the video pretty boring too, but it just seemed like the safe thing to do. Something was telling me to do it. Um, but it ended up, the moral of the story is it ended up being super awesome. Now, it never did stop raining, but I found a nice rock overhang um, that I sat under for forever, it seemed like. I had the longest lunch break ever, really took my time, hiked out slowly, and um, it ended up being a really fun trip. And the video surprisingly did well, too. So yeah, I guess, it did. I saw that. Yeah, cuz I I like I said, I was like hiking the same trail on on the next two days that's got to be boring, but I think people just enjoyed watching me suffer or <laughs> probably. But, yeah, so sometimes just um suck it up, be safe and you might actually end up having fun instead of falling off of the edge of a mountain somewhere.
0: Good deal. Good deal. Um we're at just about an hour or two, so that's perfect, Sean. Perfect. Uh, Thank you so much. Um, I had a blast on that hike. I hope we can do another one soon. I really enjoyed uh, it. Yeah. Thanks for coming on a third time. That's crazy.
1: Thank you for having me on. I do really enjoy this. And uh, like you said, I I enjoyed hiking with you and Flossie. Maybe three of us can get together again sometime up north.
0: I'm down. I'm down. Um, I think that's going to do it. Uh, Why don't you, I'm sure pretty much everybody knows at this point, but uh, just in case they don't. For the That's one, very,
1: the one it's person. Very nice of you to say that. <laughs> um, you know what I'm um, saying. You know what I'm saying. Plug your shit. There plug might your be, shit. There might be one person that actually knows. Uh, it's just Syntax77 <laughs> on YouTube. S i n t a x seventy seven. It's the same on Instagram and stuff, but I'm pretty much just on YouTube actively.
0: Ooh, here's a, here's a a question for you. Um, yeah. I don't know exactly when this episode is going to come out. It might, mm-hmm. I might skip next week. We'll see. But um. When is, the, this is just for me, honestly, when, when is the uh, video going to be out? Do you have an
1: idea yet? Uh, hopefully in the next nope, week or two. No pressure, but. <laughs> I know, I'm a little behind. I had some stuff, go, we were, we, I had a day off and then some house stuff today. Um, so I'm going to jump into it full force tomorrow. Nice. I will definitely keep you in a loop. So maybe these will be out um, around, I would say by the time this is out, that should be out.
0: Okay, good deal good deal all right i'm i'm really excited like i said we're gonna i don't know if Flossie knows this yet but we're gonna do a premiere we're gonna <laughs> get we're gonna have a couple drinks get some popcorn put it on on the big tv in the basement i'm excited i'm excited to be in a syntax 77 video that's awesome um so yeah thank you sean so much thank you to everybody listening i'm still stumbling over my words at the very end here uh yeah have a good one